Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. gonna roll for how well this session's gonna go are you guys ready okay okay go for it it ain't great that's the snake eyes oh those dice it is what are what are you adding to that roll uh i am adding just we each get to have a value of one so it's the roll plus us and that's still a six can i see those dice yeah absolutely thank you (laughs) oh no one landed on the printer (laughs) oh no one of them one of them might be gone forever it might be (laughs) Don't huff like you huffed like I asked you to do a favor. <laughs> no, I huffed because I can't just commit to hating <laughs> to getting rid of those yeah, guys. They, they were just watch. You were just watching them and feeling bad. Yeah, I huffed it myself because I felt guilt over that. <laughs> And I had to resolve it. Uh, So I got a message from Sebastian in Denmark. I got a message from him at like two o'clock in the morning. And he just said that he really enjoyed the show. He just started listening and he wanted to thank us because we are keeping him sane as he deals with his newborn baby being awake all night because it has colic. Oh. So Sebastian, uh, once you get here from your message, I assume it won't be very long. Hi, I hope it's going better in Denmark and that the baby is sleeping. Yeah, I'm more amazed that we have not just a listener in Denmark, but a listener. Like, all right. You know what? Speaking of, I did the math yesterday. I was working with Rachel on a couple of uh, of upcoming posts. Someone listening to this episode right now, if I could track this, I would so that I could send you a virtual hug or something. Someone listening to this episode right now is our 10,000th download. <gasps> what? Dear God. That's yeah. so good. And this episode will come out on our four month anniversary. We have been out four months and we have hit 10,000 downloads. Hey, happy anniversary, squad. Yeah. yeah. So what are we doing? I got oh, you something yeah. nice. Yo, what was it? No, I'm lying. I didn't get <laughs> anything. So yeah, thank you to everybody who is listening. Um, I still get messages every couple days from people saying, oh yeah, I heard about this from a friend. A friend recommended it. So all of you who have been listening and sharing, thank you. It boggles my mind that we are four months in and and we have hit 10,000 downloads. So thank you for joining us every week. It uh, it means a lot. Um, I can't speak for the other guys, uh, but it means a lot to me, certainly. Yes, of course. Yeah. I, oh, TJ's it's, pretty, it's wild. pretty iffy. <laughs> <laughs> 
TJ's not even here anymore. TJ set up a little scarecrow with his headphones on it and just left. Uh, so yeah, thank you again um, for for supporting us. Some of you have asked how you can support us besides listening, and thanks to uh, Ryan Niemeller, uh, he is the Cripple Threat of Comedy. He is a great stand-up comedian. He travels all over the United States. Um, you can find him on Facebook, uh, Ryan Niemeller, and he's also on uh, Twitter and Instagram and all those kind of things. If you get a chance to see him, he's really funny. But he uh, gave the suggestion of some stickers. So we have some really nice Crit Show stickers that we wanted to be able to offer, and the idea that he gave was like, oh, we'll offer them for donation. Like, hey, someone wants one of these, but they've only got 50 cents. Okay, that's fine. Here, you you support us. So we have a coffee account now, ko-fi slash the crit show. And um, their minimum donation is $3. But if you would like more stickers than one, you make a donation and uh, send us your address and we will mail you some stickers. I actually uh, have a small stack of them that I'm going to mail out tomorrow. Um, so if you want to support the show that way, they're really nice stickers. What a weird thing to say. But I know some people really like to collect stickers. They have them all over their laptops. Um, so if you would like to show um, your support for us, uh, that is another way that you can help us out. I do think we should set an upper limit on how many stickers you can get for that $3, though, because this could get <laughs> wild. I also got a message from Benjamin Martinez. I think this is going to be the, uh, what's a good name? This is the Crit Show. So it's going to be a uh, Crit Show community moment. There we go. Ooh, it's I the like Crit that. Show community moment. Benjamin Martinez in Westland, Michigan. Uh, he works at a store called Destiny Games. You can find them at destiny-games.com. And he runs a Monster of the Week game every Thursday at 630. Nice. He sent a message and asked if I'd be willing to mention that on the show um, in case there's anybody in Michigan listening who's near there and wants to go play. So if you're near Michigan or you happen to be passing through Michigan on a Thursday and you want to get in on a Monster of the Week game, destinygames.com, the additional kind of hook that he threw at me that he thought might get people interested is that all of his monsters are based off of the Castlevania games. Oh, fun, fun, fun. That sounds like it would be a fun game to play. Like, oh, we're going to play a game and it's all going to be horror books or it's all going to be like, this would be a fun game to play a theme of. And so the idea of a Castlevania themed monster of the week is really kind of fun. Oh, sure. And there's like tons of them in Symphony of the Night. So the last thing I want to mention before we go into the episode is that it is October. And you know what? If you look at the calendar and if you're aware when our episodes drop, you're going to notice we have an episode dropping on a day that <gasps> probably should be kind of important to a game about monsters. Oh my god, are oh. you serious? So there might be something special going on on the last episode this month. I just told Larissa like yesterday, like I was looking through the calendar and I was like, okay, Halloween's on a on a Wednesday. Oh, I hope we have a Halloween episode. <laughs> I hope he's got a Halloween oh, episode planned and it seems like maybe Halloween episode coming oh my god i'm gonna dress up as dead rachel <laughs> damn so everybody what? i think that's no? that's our costume for when we record that week everybody dress up as your favorite npc you've gotten killed <laughs> yes yes jake can just float around like he's in space lifeless i don't feel remorse so i don't know what to do about this <laughs> oh yeah i don't know which uh, one you should dress up as one of the monsters then okay i'll be the lizard Oh, good. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I or think you'd make a good Thunder Lizard. The big shock lizard. Jesse messaged me and was like, as I guess as soon as she listened to that episode, she was like, you should wear the lizard skin like a pelt. like, And, I, oh and then like another God. one that was like, or like turn it into a rug or something. And I just went, 
oh, how delightfully macabre. Thank you. Like, <laughs> yep. what a disturbing message to receive in the nighttime. Thank you. Um, I had a, well, not a similar message, but a message about the Thunder Lizard as well from Amanda saying, you know, I kind of felt sorry for it. And I realized that's kind of true, but, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that everyone realized that he he was not a good guy. Oh, wow. So don't, I, don't worry about it. I really felt sorry for it, but now I don't. No, no yeah. yeah. And it's, it's all in there. Like, this isn't behind the scenes. If you listen, if you really listen, you get the subtlety. You can pick up the subtext yeah. of just how bad of a dude that lizard oh, was. He never returned his cart at grocery stores. And, never. And like you hear it in the show. Do you ever hear him return a cart? Nope. No. Not a single time. I know the term monster is used a lot in this show, but he truly is a monster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we found out too, his real name is Trent. So it's like, you know, uh, you just know. Trent sucks. Trent sucks. Trent sucks. <laughs> Hashtag Trent sucks. If you're bored and you're on Twitter, look up hashtag Trent sucks. That's uh, our buddy Ryan's little brother <laughs> who they have just ridiculed for years. Uh, Trent sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so as we sit here and laugh at Trent's pain, I think it's time to let the recap roll. There's a blinding flash of light and then you are inside of this building that is stone and wood. You realize that you are still driving this speeding car. You slam on the brakes and the car turns and it skids and it connects with the wall and the door next to where the car has just slammed bursts open. And through the open door comes a swarm of these spider creatures that you saw in that nightmare, these crystal spiders that are almost like centaurs and they come piling into the room and you hear a voice in the back heroes you must fight or this day we all surely die and from behind him you can see a child maybe 11 years old peeking from behind him and you recognize the face it is the face of that forest nymph that you saved at the halifax Get a grenade down that hallway. See if we can't blast some of them up. Tass is able to fish a grenade out of his pocket, and he lobs it towards TJ. TJ hops out of the moonroof, stands on the trunk, and swings the sniper rifle, connecting with the grenade, knocking the pin out of it as it flies down the hallway after bouncing off the door. You hear a couple of bounces, and then there is an explosion. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that proper introductions had not been made. This is Queen Leah. She is the ruler of our people. We open on a small child, Queen Leah, who the boys have yet to meet. She sits inside of a tin can. Her blue eyes look out into the darkness of the night, and she shivers, unfamiliar with where she's at. She steps out of this tin can into the night and looks around, trying to figure out how she got here. The last thing she remembers was falling asleep in her bed. And from behind her, as she looks out into the unfamiliar landscape, a black tendril wraps around her neck and covers her body. So here the three of you stand. Ferguson turns and he kneels as he introduces her. What do you do? Kneel. Yeah, same. I will definitely kneel. And uh, she raises her hand. You may stand up. Yeah, I'll stand back up. It's an honor to serve you, and I really appreciate the your belief in us. I guess we can continue the niceties later, but at the moment you said more of the castle's under attack, so we should probably get moving, right? Yes, we have been under attack for many, many days. We finally were able to break our way into the Room of Magic to activate the runes to summon you. The council did not agree to it, but I believe it was the only way. 
Oh, no. We can exit here. Summoning you was the primary reason for getting in. Uh, But these creatures have been attacking us night and day. There seems to be portals that have been created that they're coming out of. We can get back to the hall of the royal court, and we can also get to the chamber of rest. But any other location is very dangerous. What's the chamber of rest? It is where our people sleep. (laughs) Asked and answered. Okay. Some things are simply what they are. <laughs> is this the Chamber of Rest? No, this is the Room of Magic. Well, then I would love to go to the Chamber of Rest right now. All right, very well. I require rest. <laughs> I don't know that we have time for that. Do they kind of like come in a wave and then once that wave's defeated, there's a pause? Or is it just a nonstop barrage? Uh, it is fairly nonstop. I don't know what it looks like outside of this room. Well, that's what we need to figure out then. I'm going to pick up the shotgun and head for the door. Uh, can you patch me up before we go? Oh, buddy. Yeah, you don't look great. Uh, Ferguson, do you have any magic that can heal? Uh, yes, I do believe so. Would you mind healing us? Oh, I don't know. I could try. You don't seem to be made of the same stuff. Does it work the same? If I had to guess with my limited knowledge, I would guess it probably doesn't work the same because it seems like they're made more of like plant material. They definitely on the external, they, yeah, there's bark, there's leaves, there's moss and vines. Yeah, we might end up with sap running through our veins or something. Oh, is that not what you have? Asked and answered. I'm glad, I'm glad we are having this dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, then this may not work, I guess. No, we have blood. Oh, what's that? Uh, it is... And I show him. (laughs) Yeah. I bring TJ over. (laughs) Oh, I see. It's the red stuff coming out me. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a saltier sap. Gross. It is. Sounds like what we put on our pancakes. (laughs) But but gross, though, still. Well, I just don't like pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to start working on Jake and be talking to uh, Ferguson and the Queen. We're not from here, if that hasn't become abundantly clear by now. This is literally a different world to us. So I apologize that we are very clearly not going to have concept of your ways, and this place. So we don't mean offense, if that makes sense. Uh, We are unfamiliar with your culture, and so, uh, yeah, I hope you work with us on that. Roll manipulate someone. Oh, God, okay. I'm kidding. Oh, shit. (laughs) I just know that you guys usually mean offense, so I'm trying to give the NPCs a chance to know. (laughs) Yeah, right. Roll roll your healing move. Oh, that'll do it. Twelve. Cool. So healed two. Yeah, and stabilized if you weren't. Could you give me a little look at that again? Uh, yeah, that would be an, a nine. So you can heal two. Um, so I think I'm going to post up at the door okay. with the shotgun and take a peek out into the hall. All right. So you look down the hallway and it is mostly bodies and there's a little bit of debris from uh, the grenade and some of the stone that has come off the wall. Uh, but you can see that it goes down about 200 feet and then there's another door that has been closed. All right. All clear for the moment. I'm going to fix my electroblaster. Roll engineering. Nine. On a seven to nine, you need more time to study it. Choose to fix or break it now with unknown side effects or take more time. I'm just going to go ahead and take more time. Okay. So it'll have to be time when you're not moving. You're going to need to actually like sit down and essentially like someone taking apart their gun and cleaning it and putting it back together because there's just spider web stuff everywhere. So then I'm just going to gather up the pieces and... So they start to follow... Behind you guys, they get up to the front door. Think it's safe to check? Oh, safe to check? Sure. Oof. (laughs) I didn't like the look. I was confident. And I'm going to crack the door and peek. Tash, you crack open the door 
to see if the coast is clear, and it is most certainly not clear. In fact, inches from your face as you crack the door is one of these spider creatures' faces, and it is staring at you, and it startles backwards, and it turns and it chitters, and you hear the chitter repeated a couple of times. One of those times is a little deeper than the others. Uh-oh. Uh, with the door cracked, I just want to slide the shotgun barrel out. <laughs> <laughs> and take a shot at one. <laughs> Kick some ass. Okay. That is, with a plus two, is an eight. You fire the shotgun out the door. Um, since these creatures do not have any kind of ranged weapon, I don't think that you share damage. You have the, the protection of this door there. Uh, and so one of the ones closest to the door crumples to the ground. The rest of them start to chitter more alarmedly some crimson light starts to glow outside. Oh, Ferguson, what's red light? Red light. There's red light. Uh, stop? <laughs> you have stoplights here? <laughs> yeah, like Ferguson knows stoplights? Well, I mean, stop is a sign of danger, so when I see red, I stop. Like, oh, fire, bad, or evil magic, bad. <laughs> Hot water burn, baby. Is that, yeah. Yes, exactly. I... I feel like instinctively when I heard him say fire bad, I just hear fire and I pull the trigger again. <laughs> no? No. Okay. Um, what are you guys doing? I'm waiting for a useful piece of information to come out of Tass's mouth so I know whether or not I'm going through this door. All right. I'm going to lightly shut it <laughs> and kind of stand with my back to it. Yeah, there's a bunch of them out there. I heard one deeper. Uh, there's a red light. Ready, break? As you guys are having this conversation, the door explodes. Oh, Good. Yeah, it makes sense. That Everybody makes... takes one point of damage. Oh. And standing on the other side of the now non-existent door are four of the Arachna people and one larger version is kind of waving its hands around. And you can see that the crimson energy that you saw the glow of is emanating from its hands. Okay, I think I'm going to target the big one. Just my dumb monkey brain. It's like, oh, that's the big guy. I need to hurt him first. So what are you doing? You've got, you know, the little ones between you and him. I, for lack of a better way to put this, am I going to provoke a bunch of attacks of opportunity as I move to him? It won't go unnoticed if you attack their leader. Well, that's fine. I mean, like, if they're not just going to drag me under on my way to him, pulling all their eyes to me is chill because then everybody else on my team is behind them and they're not paying attention to them. So is this more to, to draw attention or to, to beat this thing up? It is mostly to draw attention. Roll protect someone. Okay. Nine. So yes, they are all focused on you. You charge forward, raising the hammer, and you can see that the one who is moving its hands around with the energy focuses to you, as do the other three, and they start to let out the webbing and try to entangle you. What are you guys doing? I'm going to hand TJ my pistol. Don't break this one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the closest thing, I want to start shooting. All right, roll kick some ass. That is a nine. So you take two damage. It takes three, and another one of them crumples to the ground. I would also like to take a pot shot at some of these mods. So yeah, All right, roll kick some ass. Maybe help my friend Jake out There's here. a lot of hip lingo that I did not understand. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, 13, boy. baby. Nice. 13. All right, what is your extra effect? Ooh, ah. Uh. Ooh, ooh, ah. I want to deal extraordinary damage, so that plus one to the damage. So you deal three damage, one of the smaller ones goes down, you take two damage. Am I already, is the web on me, or are they kind of like coming at me with it? Like It is about to on get... you, they have not yet gotten you into a position where you could not struggle to get free. Okay, and the big one's like looking at me? Yes. I wink, and then I teleport back 
to like outside of the swarm. And I just want to smash one of the smaller ones that's closer to me. So when you go to teleport, are you thinking about a person or a place? A place. Nothing happens. Oh, well, now I just winked at this big spider for no reason. You made me look like an idiot. <laughs> oh, I think you winked for a very good reason. Shit. Okay. You do have a moment to try something out like this. You get uh, just a strange. It's not a sensation you've ever had, but you're thinking of a place and nothing happens. Okay. Well, then I guess I'd go to TJ. I try to go to TJ instead. Okay. So you think of TJ and he appears next to you. Hey, TJ, I, I done goofed us up here, buddy. <laughs> so you're now standing next to Jake. While I'm watching this horse pucky going on, um, <laughs> I want to kind of look around and see, like, I, I haven't really got a good look at where we are. Like, what is this that I'm looking at? Are we outside now? Is this a hall? What exactly were we looking at? Yes, you are outside now. Um, the majority of your vision really is taken up with these creatures, but you can see that it is, you're outside, it is nighttime, and looking straight out, you don't see anything. Um, you just see the night sky, uh, but you can see behind them is the lip of a parapet. Okay. Is there anything here that, I don't know, I can use? Anything that I can, um, I'm not even sure what I'm trying to ask. Like, I, you know, what I had in my head was, I want to shoot a chandelier to drop on these things, or... Uh, roll investigate a mystery. Okay. If you're trying to actively look around for some way to deal with these. How, how many outside chandeliers are there? That is a 10. All right. You get a hold two. What can hurt it? As you look around above you, there is a chandelier. A chandelier. <laughs> just hanging outside. It's just a, they've made it out of one of the dead crystal spiders. Oh, it's good. kind of grotesque, but also beautiful. Yeah. Um, you actually see the front end of an unfinished ballista above you as if there's another level above and you think with a properly placed shot you might be able to knock that ballista down and crush some of them or your friends who are stuck with them right now good oh yeah because they're like really in the middle of this yeah basically think of like a triangle and then put the two of them in the middle of that triangle (laughs) okay neat all right well good knowledge to have um what's being concealed here the energy that the large arachna person is moving around has the same glow that you saw coming from the runes inside and you know those runes were used to teleport you here and so you feel like if it finishes this spell it might be what creates their portals and brings more enemies oh no i'm gonna shout that out i i think it's opening up a thing for more of them and i want to take a shot at big boy what is your range? Or the shotgun is close. Okay, so you're gonna get up in there with them. Ah, uh, yeah. If I if I need to, uh, roll kick some ass. Okay. Okay, that is nine. You shoot this, and you see that it flinches, but it continues to cast. Uh, so it's doing like hand motions and stuff. Correct. Like, does it have fingers? Does it, it does. Have fingies? Yep. And so, does it seem kind of kind of intricate, like the hand motions it's doing? Like, basically, if I destroy one of its hands, do I think it could still get this spell off in detail? Because that's what I'm leaning towards. Is like he's casting the spell and he shot him, and he's still doing it. So if I basically break some fingers, could he? Your gut instinct is probably no. Now you don't know obviously how magic works in wherever it is that you happen to be now, but you know that with Rev, you even a little bit when you've seen Ferguson use magic, it has required specific hand shapes. Uh, Then I want to grapple the arm, like try and lock down on that arm and just break it. Okay, roll no limits. Ooh. You're going to try to pull yourself out of the webbing and grab its hand and shatter it. Seven, just barely. What are your, what is your consequence? Uh, I think I'll 
suffer a harm for it. I mean, that that makes sense. I yeah. get hands on him. He gets hands on me. Yeah. So yeah, you do. You take one point of harm. You reach out. You grab its hand and you squeeze and you hear bones crack and the energy that it had gathered inside of its hands pulses out and that's what hits you and damages you and it lets out a, a scream but you can see that the energy has dispersed. Nice! You're the man. I And I, I do want to say I feel bad. <laughs> I don't revel in just just savaging hand bones. That's a pretty mean thing to do, but... In my world, before I was recruited to the war, I was a gifted surgeon. <laughs> I saved so many children with my dexterous fingers. You're going to be Doctor Strange Spider That's now, exactly buddy. It's exactly what fine. I was about to say. <laughs> Another one of them goes down as Ferguson lets out a blast from his staff. TJ, what are you doing? I am getting out of the way because I'm pretty hurt. Um, is there any cover around this area? Uh, are you just trying to get out of the way, get away? For the most part. Just like that triangle that we were in. Roll read a bad situation. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That would be a six. You only have one more to level up. As you spin to run away from these two spiders, you accidentally open the chamber on the gun and the bullets fall out. Oh my God. <laughs> one of the spiders actually picks up one of the bullets and scurries over the edge of the parapet into the night. TJ, I swear to every God. What? what where did he just go? The um, remaining one is the one who, with the broken hand. Can I try to get to the edge of this parapet and look down and see if I can see it? <laughs> Roll act under pressure. Okay. Because its boss is going to try Oof. and stop you. Jesus. That is a seven. So you can get to the edge to try to see where this thing went. But if you do, the general of this group is going to be right behind you. It's going to shift its focus to see why you're following one of its soldiers. Or you will take damage from it as you pass by. Or in your hurry to get there, you might topple over the edge. <laughs> I think I will get its attention on me. So yeah, you get to the edge, roll investigate a mystery, okay. and you can feel this thing has spun and is breathing uh, right down your neck. Good. X plus two, eight. You get a hold one. Where did it go? You can see very clearly that it has scrambled down the wall, and it is very high. It looks like right now that it is already about 200 feet down, but you can tell that it is using some mix of running down the wall and then also repelling with its webbing. Dang, so yeah, definitely out of out of range. But he's still pretty high. Yeah, so like he's got a, a good distance to go yet, but he's also gone a good distance. You say running down the wall and repelling, does it look spider-like in that it's sticking to the wall or that it's using this rope to kind of repel, clip, gallop down the wall? Um, it is essentially running and then jumping and using the web to swing back to hit the wall. I want to cut the rope. But it is, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Roll act under pressure. Okay. Because you're going to try to time this just right to cut it when it's jumping, because you yep. can tell that when it is on the wall, it is sticking. Okay, yep, that's exactly right. Uh, That is an eight. So you can cut this rope at the time that you want so that the spider falls. You're going to have to do it really fast, and so the knife will either get caught in the webbing and go over with it. The approaching arachnid person is going to lay hands on you because you're going to be focused on getting this cut and ignoring the danger behind you 
I think those are the only two options given the scenario you're in. I really, I think I'm focused on this thing because I have the chance. So I am zoned in. I'm in, you know, I'm in shooter sniper mode. And so that's what I'm focused on. So I think, um, I think big boy might get hands on me. All right. You cut this. And as you do, you feel your world go upside down. Oh, good. The spider gets behind you, grabs your legs and flips you and you start to fall. Roll act under pressure. Uh, that's a nine. Oh, no. You can either grab a hold of the short piece that is left on the wall as you go over. You can dig the knife into the wall, knowing that you'll blunt it, or you can fall into some treetops. Oh, um, I think I grab onto the webbing. So you grab onto the webbing. You take three points of damage Oof. as it... Having thrown you and seeing that you aren't going, uh, grabs your face since it is right against the wall and starts to dig its fingers into just the open parts it can find. We're by the edge? Yeah. I'm still grappling this thing? Yeah. Can I just hip toss this thing over the edge? You can. If it goes poorly, he's going with because it's got hands on him and you know (laughs) that they can stick to things. Oh man, I don't know how much I'm willing to gamble on the fact that teleport's going to work the same way. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Man, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I can count on that. I think you should count on that. Shit. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Um, yeah. I'm so yeah. jacked for this right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to try and just huck him over like my shoulder and hip uh, off the edge. All right. Roll no limits. Twelve. Oh yeah, buddy. Yeah. So you give a hard throw and you hear Tess scream as the fingers rip away from his face. Oh. Tash, you take one point of damage, oh, uh, but that... it goes over the edge. Yes, it is taking oh, I... parts of your face. Yeah, so I assume that's yeah, yeah. armor defeating. <laughs> oh, if only your tongue was stronger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could have just licked those fingers right off of your face. <laughs> <laughs> just wrapped them around and <laughs> like thumb ward. It's thumb. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four. I declare a thumb war. Uh, yeah, so there's a bit of a pause, and then there is the sound of it hitting the ground far below. Suck it, Pennywise! Oh. <laughs> nice. I'll reach over and help him up. Oh, my nose and lips. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, God. I didn't. I, I will admit I didn't think that one 100% through. No, it's fine. You did good. You did so good. I want to like jog back like six steps and then try and teleport to Tass and see what happens. Uh, he comes to you. So I didn't want to risk that one in the moment just in case, but no, this is good to know. Yeah, that's fair, buddy. Oof. And it's a very strange sensation. It's, it is like the recall ability in City of Heroes, where you are just all of a sudden you feel a little weird, and then you're next to him. Uh, it's kind of disorienting. But yeah, you guys are here now on the edge of this parapet, and the, the four creatures uh, are gone. I'm going to sit down for a second. That's fair. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pick up the rest of the bullets that are on the ground and put them back into the gun. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably have some extra ammo and stuff, reload stuff and give that to him too. Uh, As you look around, as I said before, that this is kind of a parapet up high. Uh, Up above you, you see that there are some unfinished ballistas and there's actually on this same level, very far to your right and your left, some more ballistas that again are unfinished. And you can see at the extreme far left and right, there seems to be stairs that go down. Tass, as you are hanging over the ledge, and Jake, even as you were leaning over to help him up, you can see that this wall drops very far down. It's four or 500 feet down. Dang. And then it's treetops. As far as you can see, it is treetops, very tall trees. The stairs that go off of this parapet to the left and the right, they curve down and they go down into this forest. Very far off into the distance, you can see that there are trees that are covered in cobwebs at the top. 
How are you boys feeling? I'm a little underwhelmed by my performance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you mean like bodily? Uh, not too well. Yeah, well, come here. Okay. You can power slide over to me this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, can I, I want to try to patch him up a little bit. Yeah, roll it. Okay. And as you do, Leah and Ferguson step a little further out and start to look over the edge of the parapet and look up at the sky. They're, you can see they're kind of taking in the surroundings as well. Cool. Uh, that is an 11. If you weren't stabilized, you are. And two more. Gracias, mi amigo. Jake, how you feeling? Uh, I'm I'm at two, so I'm not unstable. I'm trying to decide if I'm willing to actually try and lay on hands TJ just to see what that magic does here. Because like I know that my angel wings is weird here, and I guess I don't know if my healing ability would even work. I don't think I want to try it at all then, because like most of the time I screw it up. <laughs> And especially if all my stuff is having essentially the opposite effect here, I might just like sectum sempra TJ. <laughs> but what if it's like tripled? <laughs> I need to I need to talk to the magic man first. I think I'm going to talk to Ferguson. Um, Ferguson, I noticed that some of my abilities, my magic, I guess, is working kind of weird here. I don't know if you noticed, like I'm supposed to be able to teleport to places and people, but instead it drug them to me. Do you? know why that might be happening oh well i have never personally been to another realm but i have uh, read that sometimes the same magic can work differently depending on that world's connection to magic uh, we are very heavily connected to magic here are you heavily connected to magic on would you say er earth <laughs> <laughs> No, I think magic users on Earth are more of a rarity than not, so... It may just be that the things that you can do are more powerful here. You know, being able to teleport to someone is all right, I guess, but if you can pull someone to you, that shows greater control. So you think if I have a healing ability, it might be enhanced here? That healing magic might work even better? Oh, hell, I don't know. <laughs> I would I would hate to say yes and I then Ferguson. perhaps have you explode a friend. But I mean it stands to reason. I guess before I try to heal somebody then I'm going to run through like do I feel like I've still got my smite like is electricity still crackling through me sort of? Yes. Okay. I'm going to like you know find is there like a pebble on the ground or just any piece of detritus? Yeah. And like try and put it in my pocket dimension and get it back and see if it works. It works. Okay. So everything else is square. You should try and put as many things in there as possible. That's <laughs> just I'm just picking up pebbles and do, 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 just throwing them into a pocket dimension. It's like well, I put like 7000 in there. It doesn't stop. See, the thing I'm imagining is like you're in this new realm or whatever and you're opening this pocket dimension and just filling it up, but then when we get back to earth, it's like nope, nope, too full. Uh, and just Jake explodes. <laughs> I just but, start vomiting up all the things I put in the pocket dimension. <laughs> As we established, I think, in episode two, Jake explodes and all of his loot spirals into the air <laughs> That's right. and lands on the ground next to him for everyone to pull from. I bet here you could fit the car in it. God. So, Tass, you're nearly unstable? I ain't great. All right, I'm going to try it. God, I haven't tried to heal anybody in a long time. <laughs> all right, roll it. Bad comes to worse, I can try to heal you. Yeah, of course I roll two ones. Yay! Yeah, of course I do. Oh now we get to see the God. full effect. And that was me That's that you were a, healing? Yeah. What, and what is it? It's a three total. And what is, the, what is that? Uh, I do, do an additional harm. Now I'm unstable. <laughs> But you are only unstable. You don't take the harm, oh. but you do become unstable. Interesting. <laughs> I literally just in character laugh. At the, like, I'm just like, okay, so my ineptitude is slightly lessened. He just jams his 
long fingers into your wounds and just <laughs> wiggles them around. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't really feel that much worse. I and I vomit a little blood. <laughs> um, okay, well that failure does level me. Um, <laughs> nice. So I'm going to take a move from the wronged playbook. Oh. called Never Again. And it's in all caps. It's the only move name I've seen that is in all caps. Never again. Nice. In combat, you may choose to protect someone without rolling as if you had rolled a 10 plus, but you may not choose to suffer little harm. Okay. All right. So I just sort of hearkening back to how bad our screw ups are messing me up in the head. Like I will do anything to not let someone else die on my watch. It's good. So you guys are all still pretty beat up. Are you trying again? Are you... What's going on, everybody? I wanted to, to see... Was, like, on this parapet, there's war machines and stuff like that as well. and uh, Just uh, the uh, ballistas. Just the ballistas. Mm. And probably, like, their ammunition or whatever next There's to not, them. actually. Really? Um, because these are very clearly unfinished. It looks like someone had started to construct them, mm. and they have not been finished yet. Oh. Who earns on that? So there's no other kind of, like, supplies or anything that are ready for somebody to, to battle an army? Right, it is like It that. is this wood and rope is really the extent of it right That's now. That's it, okay. Is there any of the uh, the webbing like that I can gather up to make like some kind of rope or even just sticky material that I can gather up? Yeah, there's uh, the webbing that Jake was being wrapped up in. There's a very little amount at the edge that Tass was hanging on to. Okay, uh, I will gather all that up and possibly use it for some kind of glue material. Okay, yeah, and possible. that's essentially what you feel like you'd have to use it for because it's not strands anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, once it kind of touches itself it's like if you rolled a bunch of like duct tape and then if you like oh, i'm gonna wrap this up oh well now it's just this ball right um, gotcha. so you can you know get pieces off of it but you don't think you could get it back into strands okay so you're all slowly bleeding to death mm-hmm. Tass, do you want me to try again buddy i don't i don't know here's the thing if i screw it up one more time i can't try and help you again because i'll die uh, so while he's kind of giving me this explanation of, uh, you know, what might happen to him, I'm just kind of like nodding and walking over to him and I'm just bandaging him up. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll it. Oh, good point. What was the last? Oh, I did those two last. You are absolutely healed and stabilized. Okay. Well, I'll try it again. <laughs> oh, now uh, you're safe to try. <laughs> I guess. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Damn it. It's a nine. So I, you're good. Um, you take, you heal two and I take two. You heal four. <gasps> what? Now, do I take the four? No, you only take two. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, man. Whew. We're all on even footing now. Yeah. So now that you have uh, experienced these things just for your knowledge while you're here, your healing move does double the healing, has the same level of ramification, uh, except it doesn't cause an extra harm on a fail. It just makes them unstable. And your teleport summons the person instead of you teleporting to them. Cool. I'm glad I did this little R&D mish yeah, right? to figure <laughs> it out. You get two research tokens. <laughs> For anyone who hasn't played Spider-Man 4, this... why don't you pause and, and go, we'll be here. Go play some Spider-Man. Oh, TJ's left. Well, crap. Oh, no. <laughs> that didn't work the way I planned it. So as you guys finish healing up, Ferguson actually beckons you to join them a little further down the wall at the edge of the parapet. Uh, I think I do want to kind of crab walk that way and take a peek. Crab walk? 
Yeah, I'm staying low, you know. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like the kids thing where you're like all back, yes. <laughs> like backwards. Yeah. I'm That's playing good, crab soccer as yeah. I make my way Because I thought he was Zoidberg walking. <laughs> um, what are you guys doing as he does this? I also want to see where we are. Okay, mm-hmm. so you guys are essentially all going to the same spot. You all get shot in the head by arrows. <laughs> oh. Twang, twang, twang. A thousand arrows, in fact. Oh, God. Join us next week for a thousand arrows. <laughs> he points his hand out to the forest, to a very specific spot. The thing that we have been unable to deal with at this point, uh, you've just seen uh, two of the types that have been attacking us. There are the smaller ones that uh, seem to be almost like uh, foot soldiers, and then there's the larger ones that uh, they seem to control the group. They also have uh, control over magic. Uh, They seem to summon portals and be able to kind of do attacks that damage everyone within their radius. But the one thing that we uh, have encountered uh, at a great loss, well, you'll see it in a moment. You guys look out to where he is pointing right as the sun rises, and the sun breaches the trees. And for a brief moment, you see what must be a 50-foot spider, but (sighs) at the top... Instead of this centaur person, it has the upper torso and head of a bear. And the only reason you can see it is because the light from the sun passes through it and glows for a minute like it's being amplified and then pulses out of it and it lets out a roar. And then the sun raises a little higher and it seems to be almost invisible again. You can't see it. You can tell where it was. You can kind of see trees moving in its area, but you can't see it with the naked eye from here. What the hell was that? I am going to put on my goggles. Which ones? I'm going to use the heat vision. You don't see anything. Damn. Well, I'm going to switch it and use another battery. I have five battery, by the way. Yeah. I just used one of them. I'm going to do the electromagnetic spectrum. You see pockets of energy all over this forest, and you see actually three concentrated areas, and they're all directly behind the place where you saw that goliath bear and so it's behind that area where he was it was at yeah these three pockets of energy are behind it does it look like those three pockets are moving or anything no i'm gonna let the guys know hey uh there's a bunch of energy out there especially near where that thing was i don't know what that means but it's a concentration of at least three powerful energies going on but there's energy like all over but that seems to be where the concentration's at and actually as you turn to talk to them you realize that a very similar energy you can see at the top of ferguson's staff you can see a little bit of it around the area where the larger spider person was casting a spell like it just traces of it it's just in the air mm-hmm. oh whoa uh is i'm pointing at ferguson's staff is is that magic well yes it is what i used to channel the magic interesting uh there seems to be a large concentration of magic out where that creature was those are the places where their main portals come from Whatever these are, they come through those rifts, and then their, I'll call them generals, are able to summon smaller rifts to move their units around within our realm. Is there any way to dissipate them? I mean, we used a grenade earlier, but I mean... We have not even been able to get near them because of the beast that you saw. It seems to be guarding them. Are the rifts big enough for that thing to have come through? No. Where did it come from? If I had to wager a guess, I think that perhaps they summoned it here. My dick move. I hope you said that to Ferguson. And he's like, yeah, totally, yeah. dude. Yes. <laughs> Boy, what, what a super dick move. What a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Ferguson, we can hang out. Yeah, we're good. Ferguson, do you guys have like a blacksmith here? 
What's that? Uh, someone who makes arms and armor. Oh, uh, we have the woodcrafters. They make uh, weapons and armor. Nobody who makes anything out of metal? I don't. What do you mean? Uh, like the stuff I'm wearing, and I like knock on it so it makes oh, like a metallic noise. That's not your your skin. No, this is uh, clothing, essentially. Is that what you, uh, that small wand you weave around that seems to cut through their webbing? Is that metal? Yeah. No, we don't have anything like that here. Wow. Darn. And and just to let you know, Ferguson, it's not the size of the wand that matters. It's how many charges of magic missile are left in it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what? Why did you have that so ready? <laughs> I'm very sad that it's been 25 episodes and it still surprises you. <laughs> um, I was hoping that there was going to be a blacksmith because I had I, I had the tuning fork in a dream and I wanted to see if it would work in real life, but oh, that seems like a non-starter now. I, I wouldn't know anybody around here who could probably, you know, make a tuning fork or anything for you. So I mean, you know, it's just, just yeah. there is no metal in this world, it seems like, so oh, I don't know where you'd oh. get the material. You are not using my guns for that. I'm just melting all his guns down into a tuning <laughs> fork. And I strike it. I'm like, ha ha, and nothing happens. Oh, you strike it, and the bear's like, me 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 me. <laughs> Thank you for that. I've just been waiting for somebody it. to give me a key to start out this whole time. Just starts singing the song of the apocalypse, and the world starts to burn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the thing that we have been able to see, but not deal with. We have sent some of our hunters out it has not gone well for them uh, but hurry we should continue on inside uh, we must get back to the royal court and make sure that uh, well make sure that they've got some kind of plan going hopefully you're able to assist them and he uh, motions towards a door that is on the same wall that you guys came out of but it is a series of double doors okay i'll lead the way all right, you guys all get to the door, and uh, he gestures towards it uh, for you to open it uh, you step inside and there is a split in the hallway it goes to the right and to the left uh, he gestures down to the right uh, this is the direction that the uh, royal court is and as he says this you hear screams coming from the left hallway uh, and he spins and he doesn't even say anything he actually starts to run that direction yeah i'll follow him i'm in fact i'll try to get ahead of him yeah i'll follow as well and i'll bring up the rear uh, he goes down that direction and he yells back, Leah, go to the hall. Let us deal with whatever this is. And she kind of stops. And again, she's very stern face, but she nods and she uh, continues down the right hallway. You guys get down a little further into the left hallway and you can see around the corner um, that familiar glow of what you have seen now at least once as a portal. And you can hear some fighting going on on inside of the door right next to this clo. Okay, I want to come around the corner and look in. Uh, we must uh, get inside. Uh, that is the chamber of rest. Everyone there will be mostly defenseless except for the guards. Oh, shit. Yeah, in inside immediately. So you guys come into the chamber of rest and you see one of the magic users and it is commanding, again, a group of three. There are two guards who are trying to fend them off and the sight that you see as you enter this room doesn't compare to what is around them. This room is bigger than you could have possibly imagined. It goes up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet, this cylindrical room. And every three, four feet is an arch carved out in the wall. And it goes back into the wall about three feet. And you can see one of these forest nymphs. 
standing in it, frozen, with their eyes closed, layers and layers and layers high of these what seem to be hibernating nymphs inside of this room. And they're just all sleeping yeah standing they, they almost seem like statues whoa you know they the bark even looks a little thicker on them than what is on ferguson and leah and even on the guards that are now in this room with you but yeah so these two guards are trying to fend off uh these four creatures have they given any indication that they have noticed us they have not um i want to use uh my goggles again uh the electromagnetic spectrum which mm-hmm. i've got going on right yep. now uh, i want to see where the concentration of that thing's magic might be uh, roll investigate a mystery. Alrighty. Boop. Uh, that would be a 13. You get a hold two. I want to know what is being concealed here. So at the base of the large one's spine is a little node, and that node is pulsing, and you notice that the other three don't have that, and it is pulsing with that same energy, and you can see that as it moves its hands to cast a spell... That energy seems to be transferring up its torso into its hands. And you would think that this is actually some kind of a magic gland or something that this specific version of this spider person has. Awesome. I want to totally shoot him in that stupid magic gland. All right. uh, (laughs) Roll kick some ass. I want a magic gland. That would be awesome is what it is. A 12. All right. Uh, what is your extra effect? It doesn't need to be take less harm because it's not aware. I will do some sweet extra damage to that gland. <laughs> All right. So you come into the room. Uh, you still have your goggles powered on. You see this gland on the back of the spider pulsing as it raises up its hands to cast a spell down on these two guards. You duck to the side. You fire the gun and the bullet pierces straight through this gland. As it hits, you see that the gland is pulsing, and it explodes. (laughs) And it decimates all six of the people there. The four spiders and the two guards cease to be in this magic eruption. I am quite literally agog. Like, my mouth is wide open and just like... It is the most violent expulsion of magic you all have ever seen. You haven't had a lot of experience with magic, but it is sudden and violent and loud, and then it is nothing. It is just silence. Oh, shit. And you see Ferguson kind of like, oh, well, there is no guilt to be had for their death. They would have gladly given it to save the rest of the people in this room. I have a hand on his shoulder. Man, he's right. I mean, that was a good shot. You did good. You really did. How did you make it explode like that? Well, using my goggles, I I, I was able to to see their weak point. Uh, uh, It it looks like a magic center to them, and so I just shot them in the magic center. How many licks does it take to get to the magic center? (laughs) Yes, this room is clear, and Ferguson turns and uh, gestures for you to to exit. Yeah, we'll follow him out. All right. I'm... um, taking my time like because this is just like i feel bad about those two guards but man that was cool as hell yeah also i'll keep an arm around him as we go just trying to be reassuring and uh i want to ask ferguson is there a way to blockade this room so that they don't get back in here this is like the one of the most important rooms in this place right this is all the people yes these uh, anyone who is within uh, the sleep is in here can we i don't know is there any kind of fail safe is there any kind of like magical security system in this place not that i have been able to find to keep them out they do not seem to be able to target where they create the portals 
when they are not there, uh, which is the danger, but it's also good at least, you know, it, it could be a while again before one would appear in a place that would allow them in. But I have not yet been able to find a magic to uh, prevent their teleportation. Is there any sort of uh, uh, like notifying spell, like an alarm type thing you could do so that if they spawn back in there, we or someone else knows about it and can hurry back? Yes, there is uh, that kind of a spell, but it has to be active. Like I would have to be keeping constant watch on it, which I have done on occasion. Uh, but we have actually uh, discovered that uh, I'm more useful sometimes when it comes to the actual fight. And so that's why we have taken to stationing guards uh, inside the room. But I think we will also put an extra set outside now that they have appeared within the halls. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that sates my like paranoia. I'm cool with that answer. All right. Uh, so he leads you back down the hallway and you actually pass a couple of guards on the way down the right hallway. He gestures to them uh, and tells them uh, that the current guards have fallen and that they have fallen in defense of the people and that they should shift their position. And you can see that they uh, make a call down the hallway and you see everybody kind of moves one slot down. And he actually talks to the second group and tells them to station outside of the room as well. Um, and so everyone kind of shuffles down the hallway. You come to another set of double doors that are actually open and he just walks right in. Inside of this room is a throne at the far end and a set of stairs. Off to each side is a very long table. There are five chairs at one table. The other table is covered in maps and the bulk of the people are actually clustered around the table with maps. But as you enter the room, everyone in the room turns and looks. Uh, there is a woman very slender with a bow slung over her back. Oh my gosh. So you guys really exist. Hi. Hello. Yeah, hey. I'll walk up to that table. They are looking over maps of what seem to be the forest outside as well as spots where they have drawn portals. And then also you can see that there is a map of the building that you are in. Um, I'll offer a hand to shake and like, just yeah, introduce myself to everybody at the table. Uh, so the one with the uh, bow across her back, uh, she extends her hand, shakes yours, and she says, My name is Fox. Uh, I'm the leader of the Huntresses. Uh, we range through the forest dealing with problems as they arise, uh, but we have seemed to have discovered some that we cannot deal with on our own. And the queen, well, she believed in the vision that she had encountering you, that you might be able to aid us in this. Is the queen actually present in this room too? She is. She's actually sitting on the throne talking to a woman who is covered in very thick wooden armor. There is a woman sitting actually across from Fox looking through some books. This goes against everything that we have agreed upon. There was a vote, and the Council of the Keepers voted no. And yet, here they are. And you can see that Ferguson is kind of ruffled by this. Well, yes, technically, it was a vote of no, but it was a tie. Well, yes, there was a tie. But queens are not allowed to break the tie. That is why we have the council to make sure there is some kind of... And from the far end of the room at the throne, it is done. Arguing will not stop it. I suggest you use them while they're here. And you can see that this woman gets very upset by this idea. And she gets up and she moves to the other table and sits down and continues to read. Uh, there are two other people at this table who are going over uh, maps of the castle. Uh, they both introduce themselves. One of them's name is Pride, uh, and he introduces himself as the Keeper of Record. And the other one is Robert, and he introduces himself as the Keeper of Faith. Uh, please don't be too upset uh, by Conover. She is the Keeper of Truth. And if things aren't exactly the way that they have been in the past, she seems to get very upset by that. This is Pride talking. Not to be crass about it, but the Queen's right. 
we're here. You have us, and we're happy to help. We're willing to help. Um, the queen can't possibly be right. The things that she described, there's no way that they could have taken place. This is, again, Conover at the far table. May I wager a guess at the things that she said happened? Sure. Okay. And then I just, in detail, describe everything that happened with the queen as the soul bat uh, at the theater and be like, does that sound correct? But that, that can't be possible. It is. It super is. It was weird. It was weird for us, too. But no, It cannot be possible because... The journey that the queen described to us that she went on, being trapped in this strange realm and facing this monster and being saved by the three of you, it can't possibly be true because the journey she described took days. But when she vanished from the castle, she was only gone for a matter of minutes. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Were you accused of a murder enacted by supernatural forces beyond your control? Yeah. Are you seeking a multi-figure gold settlement for damages to your business? Yes. Are you a young entrepreneur seeking justice for the murder of a family member that would be here if you were better at your job? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Thomas Phelps. I am the attorney, along with my assistants, of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher, and we want to help you get justice. Our expert legal services are available for a modest fee. But not too modest. I got a family to feed. As a bot, I don't eat, but I do have a hunger. A hunger for justice. And that hunger drives us to work for you, future client. From investigation to sentencing, we've got you covered for everything from public urination. Oh, yeah. To murder in varying degrees. Don't look at me. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher care about families. That's why they work quickly to help get this daddy off. I was blown away. My business was in trouble after an unfortunate case of property damage. But the attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher helped set things right with a hefty gold settlement. So come on down to the law offices of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher, located in the old Biscayne Boys building. In Eastern Orgea. Just follow the podcast highway signs for Dungeons and Drimbus and take the season three exit. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbio, and Felcher are not responsible nor liable for any of the following that may be incurred while working on your case. Sudden death, loss of limb, heartbreak, the use of magic to secure evidence, the wrath of an interdimensional being, urinary bladder infection, nausea, depression, the sudden desire to remove one's clothing, the illicit romance of a will-they-won't-they workplace scenario, or complete and utter disregard for the natural laws of space and time. Join your favorite fantasy attorneys for their next case. Dungeons and Drimbus publishes every Friday wherever podcasts are found.